Welcome affiliated listeners. We are so excited to have a personal friend and an amazing human, just an amazing human, Paul Hoffman on the podcast today. It's just going to be Paul and I. First off, Paul, how are you doing today? You know, if I was any better, Kyle, I'd be you. <laughs> uh, that is just a sample of uh, one of the many things that makes Paul so great. He just, it, you can't help but not feel good. I just feel good anytime around you. You're just a ray of positivity brighter than the sun. So um, thanks so much for being here. And today for all the listeners out here, we have really exciting things. We're going to cover something that you've really probably never heard before. You've, well, I was say, you've definitely heard and experienced it, but you probably haven't talked to somebody that creates it. Um, because Paul has a very interesting background, um, he actually got started through the world of music, which led him to his online business today. And uh, he spent a little bit of time in there in the 80s and you know, I think even to the 90s doing something called writing jingles for some of the largest companies in the world and the biggest ad campaigns that we've probably all experienced and could probably YouTube right now and find of the stuff that Paul has done, which I know most of us can't say. So really, really excited to talk to you, Paul, um, and, and really understand kind of the science behind what makes a great jingle and how that could be translated into the marketing you're using today, but as well as the marketing that our listeners um, and really everybody out there uh, could potentially be using. So um, with that, just to kind of get things rolling, Paul, what I'd love to do is just walk me through a little bit about kind of your background in terms of um, specifically how you found yourself in music and then how eventually that stumbled into writing jingles. Cause it's, it's a hell of a story. I've heard it before and I'm so excited for everyone else to hear it as well. Kyle, first of all, I appreciate you and ClickBank so much. I mean, ClickBank is such an awesome, awesome, awesome platform for anybody in, in business who's trying to get their message out on a big and wide scale. And and you and, and your team and, and the, the, the people that take care of like people like me who doesn't really know what they're doing uh, <laughs> is, is just extraordinary. So I just want to thank you for that, brother. And thank you for inviting me on to uh, onto the podcast. And and I'm excited to talk about this stuff because, you know, um, the the whole idea of, of, of you know, writing jingles um, is, is an interesting concept. Um, and it's funny, uh, Kyle, because, you know, I used to think like, you know, a oh, man, you know, somebody said, what do you do? Well, you know, I write jingles. And I kind of would say it in such a way that almost I wasn't proud of it at some point. And then I kind of realized I said, you know what, man, I'm actually changing lives, okay, with what I do and, and how I do it. And so here's, here's kind of just a quick backstory of how I got into it, if that's to answer that question. So I went to college on a basketball scholarship, uh, wanted to be a pro basketball player. Whether or not I could have been, I don't know, but, but it was my game. I loved it. And then I, uh, I remember, and this is important for, for all marketers as well, this, this concept that I'm going to just share real briefly, um, everything in life is a defining moment. Okay, so today is a defining moment for me. This is a defining moment to talk to Kyle and to tell my story so I can I can share what I do and, and hopefully empower and inspire people to, to truly step into who they are. So I remember when I, I went to college on a basketball scholarship, as I said, I, I went on the court the first day of practice, bro. I looked around and I said, these guys are good. Now, here's what that meant to me right there. It's like I needed to up-level my game. So all the marketers that are listening here, you need to up-level your game, okay? Because there's a lot of noise out there, as you well know. So what I tell people is if you if, if all the noise is going right, and Kyle knows this about me, if all the noise is going right, I'm going left, okay? Because I'm looking to create my own noise. So if you can create your own noise, then you can bring the originality into it and the, the opportunity to really 
own who you truly are and then give people the permission to do that as well. And then obviously you'll create your marketing copy strategies, systems and so forth based around that. Because I think, um, or at least it's my belief today, that there is so much going on out in the world. There's so much, uh, there's so much uh, uh, competition for your eyeballs and for your clicks and forever, whatever you want to call it. That if you if you're gonna just be the same old same old, then people are gonna go up, oh, seen that already, and move on. Yeah. But if you got something that's really unique, then they're gonna take the time to stop and listen. I'm sorry, you're gonna say something? Oh, I was gonna say I love that, especially when you reference it in terms of walking on a college campus, you know, getting ready to play basketball, knowing that hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the NBA, I'm gonna be a professional basketball player. You you know, to that point in your life, you'd been the best at what you did. And probably mm-hmm. in every single scenario and finally you walk on a court and you realize that you're not anymore. And so I think mm-hmm. when you talk about being, you know, you, you walk into a room all of a sudden people could do the same skill that you do that much better. Meaning that if you don't innovate and create at a different path than what they're doing, you'll only ever be not as good as them because they're forging the path and you just have to walk in those footsteps. And I think that's a great thing with marketing where there's concepts that, are kind of the same and they've been the same for a really long time, but the people that become those next professional players, right. Or whatever, oftentimes are the ones that could, you know, kind of create a little bit different, take a different path. Um, if you're following what everyone else is doing, remember if there's people that are already doing it better than you, um, they're probably going to keep doing it better than you if you don't try and innovate and change differently. So I just think it's a, it's a really great metaphor and definitely a fantastic point. So with, with that though, going back to your story. Um, so you're, you're walked on campus that first day, um, you're like, oh man, <laughs> maybe I'm not as good as These, I thought I was. Oh man, that's exactly what I said. These guys are good, and to use your word, and I love this word, but I didn't innovate. I didn't up level my game. So I was really good in high school, man. I mean, I was the guy, if you will. Now mm-hmm. I'm I'm in college, and I'm not the guy. Although I could have been the guy if I if I applied, executed, and implemented. Two words I love to use in marketing: execution and implementation. But I didn't. So what happened was. I ended up giving up on myself, okay, which was a defining moment, making an excuse, and now everybody makes excuses. All marketers make excuses. Why Why didn't this one sell? Well, because of blah, 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 blah. The truth of the matter is, you know, if you want to make excuses, that's great. I always tell people there's two forms of an excuse, Kyle. There's the excuse you make, and then there's the excuse you make for the excuse, because mm-hmm. we all do that, right? And so, so I ended up quitting school, and real briefly, I got a gig as a roadie for a rock band called Edgar Winters White Trash. Some of you might know who that is. And when my buddy said to me, hey man, why don't you come with me and work as a roadie? I said, Neil, what's a roadie, right? And he said, you know, you drive equipment around the country setting up stages. I said, I've never set up an amplifier in my life. He said, don't worry, we'll have a lot of fun. And he was absolutely right. So I traveled around the country. I drove a U-Haul, big U-Haul truck around the country setting up stages with my partner, Ashley, uh, who was also a roadie with me. and. Make a long story short, we, we, we had an awesome time. We opened up for many, many uh, great rock bands, you all know. And that journey lasted about seven years. And that journey ended with me being Pink Floyd's tour manager. Okay, now that's pretty impressive to, to, uh, to most people when I say that. For me, it's like I have this expression because I'm from New York. I said, well, that and 50 cents will get me on the subway. Meaning, and again, another another marketing uh, speak, uh, marketing ideas, don't rest on your laurels, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't rest on what you think is, oh man, this has been working, let me just, no, innovate, like Kyle says. If you innovate, 
You're always, always sharpening the sword. You're always thinking about new ways to do it. So then I, I, I ended up, um, after seven years on the road, I decided to go back to school to get a law degree. Uh, I had to finish my undergraduate, of course. And, and uh, so I was going to NYU. And I'm, I'm a big proponent. And again, I think this is important in marketing as well. I'm a big proponent of putting yourself in the energy and the frequency of what you want to create, right? So I studied at the law library every day because I wanted to feel what it was like, the big mahogany desks, all the case study books. I just wanted to feel what it was like to be a lawyer, right? And so yeah. I studied at the law library every day. And then finally, what happened was my brother was in the jingle business as a recording engineer. This company was looking for a, a second sales rep. Um, which meant I took my uh, took their 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 work around to all the biggest advertising agencies in, in the world: Leo Burnett, J. Walter Thompson, BBDNO, uh, uh, Benton and Bowles, you name it. And and I ended up getting these this company a lot of work. And then my brother and I decided we would leave that company, and I ended up uh, uh, going. He and I started this new company, and conveniently we called it the Hoffman Sound. Very innovative. <laughs> this is my well, real fast, Paul, uh -huh. just actually, can we circle back to Because I know um, when we talked about this before, I think there's one really interesting thing because when you talked about how you went and sold those jingles, um, right. you did it differently because you, like you mentioned, you guys, you're really successful at it, more, much more successful than you had previous um, with people going out and selling it. But that's because you did it a little bit differently. And we go and we kind of talk about this innovation and doing things differently. They had showed a certain path. But you brought a completely different angle and hook to it. So, can you expand on that a little bit? Because I think it's it's really interesting and telling in the way that um, the way you started selling jingles and how it made you so successful. Well, one of the things that I mean, there's uh, the, there's a couple of ways that that I I, I kind of did it. So, so Kyle knows me. I am hardly bashful, and as you can by the end of this podcast, you'll you'll realize <laughs> I am hardly bashful. Uh, and sometimes it's, it works in my favor and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm, I'm a creative human being. I'm very creative. And, and, and that's, I think, a big part of marketing is to be creative. And again, to set yourself apart. So I'd go into these meetings. Now, I'm not writing music yet, everybody. I'm, I'm still like uh, imagining, if you will. And uh, so I'd go into these meetings and, and, and I'd say, hey, man, you got any work after I present our stuff? They'd hand me a script. I'd look at the script. I'd go... Um, Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, and I'd sing them something. Now, I had no clue what I was doing, which was good because I didn't get in my own way, which is sometimes what marketers do. And, and uh, so I'd sing them something. It, it would, uh, they would like it. I'd run back to the studio. I'd get somebody who could play piano to pick out what I did. We'd present, and usually nine out of ten, seven out of ten times we'd win. But what I understood about the whole idea of, of there's a, see, jingles again is like, you know, so, so let's just use the, the metaphor of, okay, so a, a jingle is actually a message that takes people through an adventure and an experience, okay? Now, a lot of us can remember some of the greatest jingles out there, you know? I wrote, have you driven a Ford lately? Now, I could sing that jingle to, you know, many, many people and people who, you know, might have been, you know, at the age group, I mean, 20-something probably don't doesn't know that jingle, but but people that are a little older, I could sing to them, well, well have, sing me one of your famous jingles. I would say, have you driven a Ford? And they'd go, lately, because they remember it, right? Mm -hmm. And and so the thing about, about the whole idea of jingles, now to get back to what you've asked, Mikhail, is memorability, okay? 
So you want to be memorable when you do it. Now, you want people to remember it. Now, in the jingle business, it is kind of like marketing because, you know, if you're going to send an email out or you're doing some kind of an email campaign or you're doing a, a uh, retargeting or whatever it might be, there's always going to be a theme to it. Okay. And by having a theme, then you have a, a concept to, to hang your hat on, which then you can expand on. Okay. But if you're going to keep doing the same old, same old, and, 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 and your emails, using that as an example for, for a, a touch point, and your emails aren't interesting, people aren't going to open it anymore. Okay. But if your stuff is interesting, if your stuff is entertaining, don't forget that word, entertaining, then you know what happens is people look out for it. You know, and the, all, the whole idea of, of virality or vir viralness, whatever you call it, is, is that you do stuff that's so cool that people are just looking forward to getting it. And then what happens is then they become raving fans. And as we all know, if, you're, if you're, your tribe or your community becomes your raving fans, they are your best salesman or saleswoman, right? And so the whole idea of the jingle thing for me was, so when I sit down to write a jingle, I mean, um, eventually I, I, I realized I needed to teach myself to play. And I'm a, not a great player, folks. I mean, I play enough to be dangerous is what I tell people. <laughs> I play enough to be dangerous, but I'm a really good composer, okay? And I have a recording studio and, and my brain technology and whatever. But the whole idea of how, how to write a jingle is, when I'd sit down and write a jingle, it would be the same process I do now if I'm going to write an email or, or if I'm going to create a sales letter or if I'm going to create a product or a program. I sit down and I figure out, okay, why is this, wh why is this something that people would want to consume? Okay, What's the unique quality of it? We all heard about a USP, you know, unique selling proposition. I don't worry about that. How is this? So if I'm in the health world, okay, which I am in part of my stuff, if I'm in the health world, if I keep talking of the same speak, 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 speak that most people in the health world do, then people are going, Jesus, man, I've heard that stuff forever. But if you can set yourself apart by, by, by bringing something that's unique into that conversation, because as, as we all know, an email or a text or a sales letter or whatever is just a conversation. It's a really a one-to-one -one conversation. Now, we might think, well, it's one-to-many because it might reach many people. But at the end of the day, if I open up a page and I'm going to read a page, it's me and the page. It's one-to-one. -one. So you need to be one-to-one -one in your messaging. And then when that one-to-oneness becomes so anchored and so good and so uh, inspiring, then what happens is it'll get out there and people will appreciate it. So I really think about, okay, what's my message? What do I want to want to do? So when... When, when, uh, when, when, when I was asked to write, have you driven a Ford lately? You know, I did my due diligence. Okay. So here, because you know, the, the campaign, which I also wrote before, have you driven a Ford lately was called lookout world. Here comes Ford. Okay. Which was the, 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 the bridge, if you will, to, to have you driven a Ford lately. And I just got to say this real quick. The, 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 uh, the, one of the, the greatest moments, defining moments, by the way, when I wrote lookout world, here comes Ford. Tony Bennett sang it, mm. <laughs> right? Which was awesome. Now, if anybody, I'm a, I'm a big Tony Bennett fan. I think he's obviously amazing. But I remember being in the studio with Tony Bennett, and I've had a chance to work with a lot of famous people in in the uh, in the jingle world, and not to drop names, but Tony was hilarious because Tony would sing it, and Tony's got a little bit of an accent, so Tony would sing, 
Look out, world. Here comes FAD. <laughs> F-A-R-D. FAD. And so it took me about 30 minutes. I, so I hit the talk back button. I go, hey, Tony, I need a little O on Ford. <laughs> Look out, world. Here comes FAD. No, Tony, I need a little O on Ford. Finally, I got the O on Ford. Okay. And then I said, Tony, we got it. Thank you so very much. It's awesome. He said, you know, Paul, I kind of like this song. Do you think I can sing it a little bit more? And it was like, oh, that was just awesome. That's just yeah. a, a nice, a nice thing. But see, you want to obviously get your messaging. And so, so sitting down and write, look out world. I mean, uh, have you driven a Ford lately? It was like, okay, there's a lot of car companies, right? And this is my thinking, a lot of car companies. And there was a lot of popular jingles out at that time for cars. How can I be different? What can I do to make it different? And, and so that's how I went into thinking about it. And then it was all about, okay, so if, if that's how I'm thinking, or that is how I'm thinking, now, how am I going to change the mindset, or what I call mind state, of people who are looking for cars? Because there's a, man, you watch, watch a, any sporting event on a Sunday, there's, I don't know, seven or eight car, car commercials, they're all different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that right? is right. But how 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 can you be different? How can mm -hmm. you how can you um, um, get into the mind state of somebody who's looking for buying a new car, or buying a used car, whatever it is? So so I went from you know okay here's how here's how I believe I can set myself apart musically uh, and message wise because you know nobody knows this but the um, uh, Happy Driven Ford lately has a full song. It's a full song. You can go on YouTube and find it. I said, what do you mean there's a full song? Yeah, so the lyric basically is, when was the last time you had a car like this to drive? Talking about the kind of car that keeps the road alive. Remember when, how long has it been? Put the key in, put your foot down, let it go. You'll get that feeling again. Have you driven a Ford? Have you driven a Ford lately? Right, so so we we crafted the message so that being that the the tagline was, have you driven a Ford lately, meaning... You really don't know what you're missing, man. Mm -hmm. Have you driven a Ford lately? Yeah. So that was the mind. That was the mind state. So that's the mind state, of course, in in when you're doing marketing too, which is okay. Is your message really clear and concise, and are you able to communicate it in such a way that people get it like this? Because Kyle, you and I both know, man, your attention span. My attention span is maybe like that. Right. Some people's is like that, yeah. but your attention gets right. So, so, so anyway, so your mind state, and then what happens is you then, you then are, are writing from a place of confident knowing that the, the communication and the message that you're trying to portray to people is touching them emotionally. Okay. I don't, you know, one thing about me, and maybe this will get me in trouble, but that's okay. I don't really care is um is you know this whole idea of you know talk to your pain points right i'm interested in talking to your inspiration points okay yeah we all got pain yeah you know hell i i'm my, my product can can help this pain point by doing x y and z i'm looking like my product can inspire you to live your best life by doing this this and this mm -hmm. and so the jingle world got me to think that way because first of all kyle I got 30 seconds to work with, okay? Now, there's, a, there's minute jingles, of course, but I got 30 seconds to work with, and if I don't get you in the first eight bars, next. Um, yeah. 
And it's, and it's the same thing like an email, or it's the same thing like a text message, or it's the same thing like a headline. If the headline doesn't grab you immediately, people are going to go next. They're going to move on. Right? So, so it taught me the, the whole way of, of being very, very um, uh, focused and intentional with how I would write, write the stuff. Sometimes yeah. I'd write a jingle like, sometimes I'd write a jingle and start with a hook, right? Sometimes I write a jingle and you know, and I take and I'd write, you know, the verses first and then the hook. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm more I was more interested in taking you on a journey and and an adventure that had a payoff at the end of it, but you felt full and consumed by something that inspired you. Yeah, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, you know, no, it does. And I think I, what's really interesting is you said that that I hadn't really thought about. I don't know if I can name a negative pain oriented jingle. I can't sing one. There's nothing that pops into my head. Um, and like, it, it's really like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, it's really challenging. Um, I, and now it makes me ask the question myself a, a bit. Of, I wonder if you did a study on the length of songs and the average length of a happy song and the average length that we can really deem a sad song, pain oriented songs. Um, uh -huh. And that I would imagine pain songs tend to be slower they tend to be, I would imagine, probably longer because pain something that we build to in music. Um, and we kind of, we wade around in, in that pain, which is not a good vehicle for a jingle at all. Yet when we think about it too, what you're doing with that jingle, we go back to have you driven a Ford lately, what the whole, that whole lyrics and everything builds around inspiring you to love to drive again. And oh, by the way, Ford is the one to do that. Hey, you love the idea of being on the road, in a car, driving in the best way possible, feeling the road, like you said, come alive. That line stood out to me. And you know, you're right. you're going through all these inspirational feelings of driving, and then it finishes with have you fitting, have you driven a Ford lately? I won't sing it because I don't want to butcher uh, you know, the the jingle, but but I think that's really, really interesting. It's really interesting too when you think about your the way you're constructing um, you know, your your mediums and your timing for marketing. Um, and what you could do with music in that. And I, I just find that really interesting. Yeah. Cause I think pain sometimes could be easier to focus on because it's just right there yep. on the surface inspiration. Mm -hmm. What makes us happy. It's actually way harder to pinpoint and to, to gravitate towards. But when you do it, obviously it could be very memorable. It's something that now, anytime I'm experiencing a, a good time, that inspiration come along with it. Um, so I just, I, I found that really interesting. The other thing I think, um, I mentioned this before, and I'm curious as you start talking about it, I'll get us back on track. I just thought that was a great point you brought up there, um, is uh, you mentioned sometimes you start with the hook. Can you talk a little about yep. what you mean with starting with the hook and maybe give an example of that? Because I think um, I've just seen a lot of marketers make the mistake where they, they try and build you know a product without a hook in mind, and, and they really create some poor marketing, and, and they end up getting duds often oftentimes, but I know you talked about this um, with me before and I find it really interesting, but yeah, talk me through kind of starting with the hook and what that's like for you. Right. And, and so, so, um, the, so for me, the hook is what's going to grab, we all know what a hook is, but just to re reiterate, the hook is what's going to grab your attention and within the hook needs to be some kind of language and some kind of message that hits you right here right in your heart okay and tugs at your emotions okay because we know that that anything when you purchase something it's usually purchased from emotion 
not necessarily not necessarily necessity, if you will. It's mm -hmm. really emotion, right? Um, and then if you if your messaging and your hook um, uh, uh, can tune in and tap into that emotion, then what's going to happen is people are going to go, oh, they know what's going on with me. And so I talk, and I'll get to the hook in a minute. So when I just wanted to get this point out because I thought what you were saying was great. So the whole idea of not necessarily speaking to the pain, well, you know, uh, the, the seven ways to uh, alleviate blah, 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 right? Or, or the one way to inspire you to look at where you're holding yourself back. You know, so it's a little different flip there, right? As opposed to going, here's, here's what's wrong, here's what's what I like to focus on, and I think this is important in marketing, guys, and again, it's just my take on it, I like to focus on what's working. Because if you can focus on what's working in your life, then you're going to want to do more of it. Now, not everything is working on all cylinders. We all get that. But if you can focus on what's working or, or, or what's inspiring you or what's empowering you, then you can talk about, ah, you can have more of that as well through blah, 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 blah. Hmm. But, but so, so the hook, that's kind of how I look at that. So the so the idea of starting with a hook is 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 if I when I when I when I start to write you know, like a subject line is a hook, mm -hmm. you agree? Yeah. And, and 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 you know and Hillary and I talk about this all the time. Um, Hillary's my my beautiful goddess. Uh, Kyle knows her. <laughs> um, we talk about you know if the subject line and she's really smart about this. The subject line is if the subject line isn't interesting people aren't going to open your email. Now, I don't know how many emails you get, Kyle. I'm pretty sure you probably get a lot. I get a ton of emails. I got like 45,000 unopened emails in my inbox, mm -hmm. okay? Because I just, you know, I, I, I gravitate to things which people will do, which is why you have to think original and you have to think messaging and you have to think, you know, how you're going to get people to, to come down this path with you, this adventure that, that is really uh part of who they are and if it's not you're gonna you're giving them the tools and strategies so that they can live their adventure but the whole thing of of if 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 a subject line is um like you know um hey did you forget to open this email i've seen that maybe if i've seen it once i've seen it a thousand times mm -hmm. you know so so the subject line is a hook so starting with the hook for me means that you're starting with the 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 premise of what it is you want people to tune into and the messaging that follows supports the hook okay and the hook is what's going to grab you man it's a hook yeah grabbing you yeah and bringing you in and and then and then it's up to you to keep them in yeah right yeah so when i love the two when, when you start with a hook i think one of the things i just i love that when you start with that, it's really easy to test, even with just people around you. You mentioned like, you know, Hillary and going to her, it's like, you're writing a, a jingle hook and you said, Hey, if I said this to you and you know, what, what's your thoughts? What's your emotion? Are you even right. interested in more? And so that's one of the things where oftentimes if you start with a product, you're like, well, people just don't understand it. Right. So you'll build all these yep. things and, and then all of a sudden you realize your hooks off. So it doesn't matter what your product is because no one cares what your messaging is. But if you start with a hook, it's really compelling people. I want to find out more. Even if you don't have a product yet, you know you have something that someone's interested in. I'm going to go find that product. I remember being, um, we talked to Perry Belcher about product creation. That was one of the biggest things that was really enlightening that he talked about was this concept that 
if they love the hook, the product will come. It's almost field of dreams a little bit, but I think what happens in marketing, we flip the field of dreams far too often. We think if we build it, because we all want to be Steve Jobs, that if we build something that no one asked for, that they will all come and just love it and get it. But I would argue that Steve Jobs didn't build something that we didn't ask for. He just realized a hook that when you explain to people and show them, and he must have you know, educated people on this hook, they're like, that sounds amazing to me. And it wasn't that crazy because if you look at science fiction movies back in the 60s and 70s and books, smartphones existed even in Star Trek, right? Like we're talking on our phones and we're right. having screens as much as we could try and pop up with this idea. So we wanted it. It was just the technology right. wasn't there. We didn't think of it through this vehicle. But but anyway, I think that's just one of those things where, you know, if you build a great hook and then a product comes afterwards, they will definitely come. But but it's all about that hook. So I just love when you start with that and talk about that. Right, which is why, okay, and this just, this just closes the loop if you will, and anchors it, which is why the most famous jingles going back to jingles mm -hmm. that that you remember is what do you remember mm -hmm. the hook the hook yep the hook right which is why as i said most people don't even know there was a full ford song they ran it a couple of times but they it always ended with have you driven a ford lately and that's what we wanted you to mm -hmm. go home on yeah. okay so it's the same thing in your marketing mm -hmm. okay so so if if when your hook is compelling, like you said, Kyle, when your hook is compelling, then what happens is people will immediately, immediately internally say to themselves, well, that's interesting. I want to know more. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like when I tell people, you know, Kyle knows me, guys, I, I like to create my own language. I'm like, I, my, I, I think I'm original. I like, I, I always say this again, I said it earlier in, the, in this conversation, there's a lot of noise out there, so I'm going to create my own. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm going to hang my hat on that. And then it's up to me to create beautiful noise that people want to listen to, okay, or consume. But but um, the the whole idea of 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 being able to um, get somebody to drop what they're doing. Um, because everybody's looking for the next best thing, man. Come on, let's face it. Yep. Everybody's looking for the next best thing, the shiny penny, the whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you can get people to stop and hear what you're saying because they can identify with it, all right, then then you're you're going to be off to the races, okay? Then it's up to you to keep up-leveling and revising and so forth and so on what that message is. But but the whole the whole idea for me when when I sit down to work on on any kind of marketing speak is first of all you got to understand I think you know not everybody's going to like what you do okay you know you know I used to think well man you know somebody used to say to me so who's your avatar and I'd go hmm that's an interesting question you know everybody no no not everybody's your avatar <laughs> but 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 more people can become your avatar if you can define your avatar you can have more than one avatar obviously mm -hmm. you can define your avatar in, in such a way that again people will be able to understand it and, and move move forward on it but yeah the, one, the whole jingle thing one quick Mark question got, got before me... i actually so we'll transition because we talked about creating your own language we're going to jump into that in a second okay. but one thing that cool. i'm just really curious on because we just mentioned how great hook you can invent, change things. 
how long did you guys run the campaign for Have You Driven a Ford Lately? And specifically, because there's obviously, um, I know you talked about this before too, there's obviously like different time um, increments and you're going to innovate that jingle and put new marketing, TV ads, radio, all that stuff around it. But that that core hook, how long did you guys run that for, for Ford? Uh, so uh, uh, we wrote it in 19, beginning of 1980. Mm-hmm. They used it until the beginning of 1989. That is crazy. So I just, I mean, pause for a second. I think everyone just needs to really <laughs> materialize that in your head. A good hook, like a great hook, like Paul came up with that jingle, was able to support and carry marketing for nine years off that hook. So when you have yeah. that good hook and good angle, it's not to say, like Paul said, you don't have to change. You're going to have to change the things around it. You're going to have to continue to reinvent yep. your skin, but a good hook could last you an incredibly long amount of time. And you can't talk about overexposure because Ford and their marketing department was definitely spending enough money to get as much exposure as possible, especially when you think about the 80s and all the problems the auto industry was facing in terms of the emergence of you know Chinese um, auto manufacturers. You had the gas crisis. You had a recession going on in the 80s. Like lots of craziness going on to really attack um, you know Ford and their success, yet they had a campaign that um you know the hook lasted for nine years and they were putting tons of money in too um so obviously it was working very well so i just i think that's one of those things that hearing that and putting that proof behind it um yeah that hook really matters and as paul said making it something that's creative it's different so you have the the formula of it's interesting but also entertaining not only is great for a jingle it's great for any marketing that we do, whether it's an email, whether it's a headline, whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's a TikTok. Um, you know, it's it's just really, really, I think, interesting and something hopefully everyone really takes out of because I know I am in this conversation is man, that hook, um, when you get that right, that's that's kind of the marketing secret sauce. Um, so it's really interesting when you start there. So with that, you know, Paul, you're you're no longer doing jingles. Um, you know, uh, well, at least not not necessarily professionally. I think you're always musically inclined. Uh, but walk me through a little bit how, you know, taking this world of jingles, super successful, um, and then eventually, you know, you stopped and transitioned to what you're doing now, creating your own language, creating your own products, um, creating all sorts of stuff. So so talk to me a little about that and what, what, what that transition was into um, and what you're doing now. Um, great question. Um, so the... Um... So the again being in, in in that in that advertising world or that marketing world, um, you know, it just kind of opened my eyes to understand about the the power of having a uh, I'm going to use the word suite of products, if you will. Okay, okay. Now now if 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 you're I always tell people to stay in your lane. Also, okay. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm good at what I do. Okay, which is I call myself the personal discovery architect. People go, what the hell is that? <laughs> which is all the only thing I, which is the only thing I want to do yep. because I'm, I'm, you know, I guess I'm, I guess I'm a coach. I don't like that word. I guess I'm a life coach. I don't like that word. I guess I'm a trainer. I don't like that word. I guess I'm a teacher. I don't like that word. And the only reason I don't like those words, everybody is because everybody else says them. Mm-hmm. And so when I call myself a personal discovery architect, my, my feeling and my philosophy is if you want to develop something in your life, you got to discover it first. So, so, you be unique, be unique in what you're doing. Okay. Now, the other thing that, that I find um, 
with uh, with my marketing and what I'm doing, and I'll, and I'll, I'll give you the, the idea of the products in a moment, is so I have a brain technology that Kyle knows about, and it's a, it involves binaural beats, which a lot of people have done. Now, there are zillions of binaural beat products out there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you've probably tried most of them if you're into that, okay? But the truth of the matter is, so when I was creating this product, it's called Sculptations, because my platform or my, my, my system is called Sculpting Your Life. And the metaphor for sculpting your life, so all my products are about sculpting something, okay? Which is, I love that whole idea, because when you're sculpting something, you're creating something original, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And so the metaphor for sculpting your life is when Michelangelo looked at the block of granite, uh, which was flawed, cracked, discolored, just like human beings are, and so forth, he saw David. And all he did was take everything in the way, out of the way, and there's David. So when you're creating in your life, the products that you're creating in your life or doing whatever you're doing in your life, you want to come from a standpoint of, of really anchoring who you truly are. And then everything that you do in your life supports that. OK, uh, I'm not I'm not interested in living my life the way somebody else wants to me to live. I wrote a song once for a good friend of ours, uh, Brendan Burchard, right through my company, Success Songs. And the, uh, the the opening line in the song is the song's called Today's the Day. Opening line is today's the day I get to say I'm living life in my own way. Okay. And, and that, and that's kind of what it's about. Okay. And so if, if, if I get into um, trying to do things that really aren't in my skill set or, you know, or or outside my lane, outside my, my, my thing about uh, expertise, then, then I'm going to dilute the power that I have in creating what I want to create. So sculpting your life again is that was that metaphor, the whole Michelangelo thing. And once you learn how to get out of your own way, which I think is what everybody has a problem with in life, because the biggest obstacle to success, I don't care who you are, is you. Mm-hmm. And once you get out of your own way, then that's great. So I have a product. This is now getting back into language. So I have a product, uh, my binaural beat product. So there's a million binaural beat products out there or zillions, whatever. So. Well, as I'm creating this product, I'm thinking, okay, how can, how can I do it different? Binaural beats are binaural beats. I mean, it's science, okay? There's alpha, beta, theta, gamma, delta binaural beats. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are scientifically in between two different frequencies, okay? And, and so what can I do that's different that would put, set me apart? So what I did was um, I added um, heartbeat and breathing patterns to it, okay? And a good buddy of mine, Paul Shealy, some of you might know him. He and I created some products for his, his company called Learning Strategies. And so um, one of the things we did on that product is we did this technology. So I took binaural beats, heartbeat, and breathing patterns. And I put it together and I called it multivariant resonant technology. Very, very fancy. Okay. That sounds uh, MRT. So fancy. I feel like NPR would be uh, reporting on this for sure. <laughs> right, right. It's called MRT for short, but what it does is it activates the four holistic intelligences: spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional. And so that was, became part of the marketing speak, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it's not just binaural beats; it's multivariant resonant technology. Mm-hmm. So as you see, there's a little bit of a different spin on that. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, what, what? Um, we did was so again as you know kyle i'm uh, you know if if everyone's going right i'm going left so i believe in in, you know in this concept called meditation okay um but i think it's a word that's used quite a bit out there and i think there's i mean i know there's many many ways to meditate and i know that 
that meditators, I know this for a fact, most meditators are always looking for the next best way to meditate. Mm -hmm. They always are, okay? And the biggest, obviously, the biggest stigma about meditation, I was talking to somebody about this this morning, is, you know, people say, well, geez, I don't know if I'm doing it right. There is no right. There is yeah. no wrong. Just sit. Just sit. And to, so what I, what I decided was I'm not going to call my stuff meditation. I'm going to call it tuning in. Mm. Right? Oh, that and is a lot of people like that. I do like that. As somebody that's like has played around with exactly what you're talking about, like I'm always looking for a new way to meditate. So I, I actually really like that. So. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Great yeah, job. So I, so I call it, I call it tuning in, bro. And, and, you know, I'm not, I mean, it's not like it's rocket science. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, I, I must hear the word tuning in a hundred times a day in different, in different yeah. uh, conversations, if you will. So the whole idea of tuning in. So, so, so I said, okay, if that's what I'm going to call it. And if I'm going to then try to brand that Kyle, mm -hmm. then I've got to figure out a way to make the bridge between tuning in and meditation. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's the same thing. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. So my tagline for Sculptations, which is the brain product, mm -hmm. is called, the tagline is tuning in a higher form of meditation. Ah, nice. Okay. So you, you're building that so, tagline into what your own new yeah. language is, and you're mm -hmm. building it into the idea if I'm a meditator that's always looking for a new way or a better way, try, it's directly communicating and contacting with me. I'm like, uh, yes, please. I want to, because I know that meditation is good, but boy, I know it could be better because I'm not sure I'm even doing it right. So, um, mainly because I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I couldn't light myself on fire and not move like those monks. So I probably, yeah. I probably have some work to do. Yeah. And I, w and I wouldn't want you to do that, brother. Okay. Because <laughs> I, li I like you and I like hanging out with yeah. you. And the other thing about, about, about that whole, about the other, just quickly, about t the whole tuning in thing is, is, uh, is that it, if, if, when most people are trying to meditate, I'm just talking about that, mm -hmm. for instance, because that's one of my products, yeah. obviously, is, is a lot of people, and, and I, have, I don't have arguments, I have disagreements sometimes with people about this, the whole idea of, of, of sitting down, I'm going to sit down, somebody says to me, I'm going to sit down and meditate, or I'm going to sit down and tune in. Uh, and quiet my mind, right? I, I always say, well, good luck, because <laughs> your mind is not designed to be quiet. Mm -hmm. But, or and, your mind is designed to seek what you put in it. Hmm. So if you want to do something that, that takes you to a next level in your life and tune into that frequency, then tune in to the activeness of the what your mind is bringing to you and be active in placing in your mind what you want to manifest mm -hmm. yeah. and then let it let, let it flow yeah. that's anyway my, my take so I, we, we could talk add it add if and i'm about that but yeah but, yeah we're, we're, so that's we'll, a, we'll pinpoint that because i definitely want to have a a tuning in conversation with you but to circle back right. one thing i think is really great that you just shared here i think it's really powerful and and we can kind of circle back in here is through creating your own language, your own branding, one, you already do what we talked about before. You're not going left with everyone else. You're going right, creating a path and a lane that sounds and looks different, making it interesting. On top of that, when I think one thing that I love that you're talking about here is creating your own language for your buyers, for your consumers. It gives them new ways to describe things that everyone else already knows about or maybe not knows about but has heard potentially heard about. 
and now it's new and exciting, mm -hmm. which for them makes them excited to talk about it. So when they say, hey, I'm going and tuning in, they know people are going to like, what are you talking about? Tuning into what, Netflix? Like, is there a new HBO show I should watch? And like, no, 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 <laughs> hold on. Let me explain right. what this actually means. And they right. get the purpose behind it. They become a person of interest. You create raving fans because they're interesting to other people. They have a different language that they could use. Now, if it was just meditation, they said, hey, I'm going to go meditate with this new product I have. It, it, it's almost like it creates a collective eye roll from everyone else because they're also hearing about it all the time. So with that, that, that hook tied with unique language, now we have a unique brand that creates raving fans and raving interest because um, we have interest in entertainment yet, right? That's kind of the year equation for virility. Um, and I think that's really, really yep. powerful. And one of the things, again, is we go, how do I do this in my own business? I think first off, it's, it's sitting down, like you said, finding, discovering what everyone else is doing and asking yourselves, how could I be different? What's the language I could use that sounds different uniquely to me? I think that's the other piece in there that this is really, really powerful with is just like we go back to the basketball example, way, 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 way back when, when you didn't succeed because you weren't uniquely you, right? You were the yeah. you that you knew to that point, but you got into a pond that was too big. It wasn't going to work anymore. A good marketing metaphor for that is I'm very successful and very niche marketing. I sell to goat farmers. I don't know why goat farmers is the example I always use, but I sell to goat farmers. And I know the language of the goat farmers. I want to expand my marketing beyond that. And I can't, I continue right. to fail. I want to go to general farmers. My technology, my product might work for them, but I only know the language to this. And it's similar to that right. in high school, you were the big man on campus all the time. And as soon as you went to a bigger field with more competition, more people, all of a sudden those same skills, that same skill set didn't translate because it's the same thing they're doing, but they're doing it bigger and better. So when we go to that, it's, it needs to be creating and innovating within self, not with not, I guess almost not even within market, right? It's within self first. What sounds like language you can consist, consistently write, marketing you consistently write, whatever it is, it has to come from yourself. Um, and then from that, develop your hook, create your language, have your brand. And, and that, that really feels like where a viral campaign could start. And all of a sudden you're, you're forward running the exact same campaign for, for nine years, right. not the same campaign, but the same hook for nine years. So I think that's really exactly. interesting. And, and, and then you're always refreshing, but again, it's, to use a, a very common uh, a term that we all understand in marketing, you know, I call it unique, but you, it's, you want to have your unique voice, which mm -hmm. sets you apart. Yeah. So it's again, so, so that's my example for sculptation. So again, my, my overall platform is called sculpting your life. I, I talked to you about the metaphor, my tagline. So we, we are all right here, right now, you have everything that's necessary within you right now to create the, the epic ideal life you want to live. Mm -hmm. So sculpting your life is about sculpting the masterpiece known as you. Mm. Cause you're a masterpiece. You might so I, I uh, you are, you are your own David, bro. <laughs> so, so I, I, so what, and once you chip away and, and, and get everything that's in the way, out of this masterpiece known as Kyle, <laughs> my God! Yeah, just think about that, right? And I just hope I have a bigger leaf power. ball. That's all. I just want the bigger leaf. Uh, uh, well, bro, I'm not. <laughs> we can have another conversation, okay? But, but 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 so so that's the that's the 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 way that I I, I communicate sculpting your life, mm -hmm. right? And 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 I have a course called the Twelve Dimensions of Sculpting the Masterpiece Known as You. It's very intensive, and it takes you through a journey from where you are to where you can become. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then, so my, you know, the, my other products you all know is I got into this business 
writing songs. So I have a company called Success Songs. Many of you know who uh, T. Harv Eker is. So T. Harv Eker um, invited me to come to his Millionaire Mind Intensive one, uh, one year. I went to it. I sat down for three days. It was like my first foray into the PD world. And I sat there for three days, and the guy's a great teacher. And then after the event, he comes up to me and says, hey, man, what do you think? I said, Harvey, you're a great teacher, man. Your music sucks. He said, what do you mean my music sucks? I said, well, you write every cliche, use every cliched money song out there to fit into this principle called the Millionaire Mind Intensive, which is, of course, to change your money blueprint. Because uh, if you think you're poor, you are poor. But if you think abundant, then guess what? Abundance starts to flow to you because you're in that intentional frequency which is very important when you're doing anything, to be in the intentional frequency of what it is you want to create. And so he said, well, what do I do about that, Paul? And I kind of like that. Well, Paul, <laughs> what do I do about that? And I said, well, Harv, I'll write you a song. So I wrote him a song called I've Got a Millionaire Mind. And the name of the course was the Millionaire Mind Intensive, right? And, and so I wrote a song called I Got a Millionaire Mind. And it was awesome, right? And so he comes up to me after I sing it live. He says, hey, man, can you write songs for all my courses? And I said, yeah, the deal's right. I can do anything, which is a negotiating term. Everybody, I want you to hear what I just said because you should use it. If the deal's right, I can do anything. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, and so any, after I wrote for Harbaugh, all of a sudden, Jack Canfield called me. Brendan called me. Marcy, all these people called me wanted songs. So I created this company called Success Songs. And these songs change your mind states, behaviors, and beliefs. But here's the, here's the hook. So you hear life from a higher vibration, right? And I mean, I, I've got, my songs have been around the world, but, you know, for success songs. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then the, um, the other thing, so then, then I, I um, have my, an, another product called Good Morning, Great Day. Now, mm -hmm. Kyle knows this. I write, I have a morning ritual that I do every day. And uh, which I think is important for folks for everybody to do. Because if, 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 you, if you start your day looking at this it's game over for you okay because now you're giving your power over something outside of you so uh so don't do that okay i won't, we can get into that in another conversation but so good morning great day is teaching people how to create a morning ritual right and i got a book deal for it so i have a book deal It'll probably hopefully come out in about six months it's a 365 day book and and uh, i think it's going to be really powerful but i've now created a course around it um which um um is called good morning great day tagline for good morning great day is is really simple it's your day make it a great one right and then uh so i i think i think that's how i think and all the things that that i'm i do i think about okay here's the overreaching concept okay mm -hmm. now how can i nut it down so if somebody says oh did you hear about have you listened to success songs Man, they take me to, to a whole new vibration. Or have you heard about uh, 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 sculptations, man? Have you tried tuning in? You know, just like you said. So, so again, it's all about being able to give people the, 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 not hitting them over the head with it, but going like putting something into their consciousness that then spurs a deeper connection to even higher frequencies of consciousness. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And 
And, you know, I think just that, that idea that again, what, what you're doing is you're taking this big overarching concept and you're coming down to specific language, specific hooks for different parts of it, right? There's, there's part with success songs. There's, there's parts of it with sculptations. There's part of it with the, the book deal that you have going on right now. Everyone is a different channel, a different way to access and create that exact same kind of concept with a different hook to a different audience, different avatar, um, but all having that same effect that's really driving you. I think that's really powerful. And, and Paul, again, this was just an amazing conversation. Um, I mean, we could probably go on for hours and hours, but we're not Joe Rogan podcast, so, so we won't do that. Um, before, before we go, though, I always like to give people an opportunity. You know, you share what you have going on, but if people want to get a hold of you, what are the ways they could do it? Should they be following on social? What are the ways that you'd like um, people to reach out to you if they have a burning question, desire to connect, whatever it might be? So, so Kyle knows me too. I'm, a, I'm, ladies and gentlemen out there, my, my ClickBank folks, my, my ClickBank peeps, if you will, I'm, I'm a lunatic, okay, <laughs> and I love that, and I claim it and I own it. So, website sculpt, uh, sculptingyourlife.com, s-c-u-l-p-t-i-n-g, y-o-u-r-l-i-f-e, sculptingyourlife.com. You can go to that site and see all my other stuff in the, uh, in the product tabs and so forth. The other thing I like to tell people is if you really want to get in touch with me, and a lot of people just sometimes, you know, I mean, he, he's so busy, he wouldn't talk to anybody. I have time for everybody, okay, just so you know. So here's my personal email. It's Paul Hoffman, my name, H-O-F-F-M-A-N, Paul Hoffman, the number 24, at gmail.com. Now, here's the other thing I'll do for you, too, because then people think I'm crazy. Here's my cell phone. Ready? 323-810-810. 5588-323-810-5588. If you got any question, if there's any way I can support and serve you, please reach out to me. And if you don't, that's on you. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. Uh, if, if, if there's a way for me to help support you, then, then I will. And if there's not, I'll find a way to, but, but again, paul 24 gmail.com and three two three eight one zero five five eight eight. My cell phone. I I look forward to hearing from you all. And um, Kyle, you know what can I say, bro? You're a, you're one of my closest and dearest dearest friends. And uh, uh, you know you are you are a testament, a testament to what it's like to be a. Uh, a beautiful light in people's lives, <laughs> man. Paul, I feel like we always have to do like a like a um, a, a super, superlative like off or something. Who could say the nicest compliment? Because you are truly amazing, an amazing journey. Um, we didn't get to talk about the amazing transformation you made in your life to become the the fantastic person we're going to interview today. But not only was it inspiring, which I think it's hard not to ever be inspired <laughs> when when someone talks to you for an extended period of time, um, but also very informative. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, I hope all the listeners appreciate it as well. And I could tell you that Paul is not kidding around, that that is his email, personal email and personal cell phone, as I have both. <laughs> and I know that those are those are real. So uh, the last thing I'd like to say, though, is, again, thanks so much for your, Paul, your time, Paul. You're just one of my favorite humans in the world. I really, really appreciate it. Um, but it, for everyone else, please rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already. Also, if there are other people out there that you would love for us to talk to that just make you curious to say, hey, there's something else that, you know, I just feel like I'm missing or I'd love for you to talk to this person, please put in the comments. We do read those. We'll look at it and we'll go out and make sure we have something for you. And it looks like Paul's ready for a quick sign off for us. So I you could give us a sign off for today, okay? I got it. So, so you see, this is one of my, my, this is how I sign off my emails, how I, 
sign, if, if I do a Facebook comment, I always do boom, boom, prayer and a heart thing. And Kyle knows this about me. And so does uh, other folks at ClickBank. And uh, so my birthday was just July 24th. And, uh, I, you know, they, they couldn't come to my party. And so, so Kyle said, well, we're going to send you something. So boom, boom. So I say boom, boom all the time. So here's what they sent me. <laughs> they sent me a boom, boom. This lights up to boom, boom. I'm just going to find the perfect spot for it. But this is the kind of folks that I want to hang around with because they inspire me every time I'm with them. So I appreciate you, brother, and uh, thanks so much for having me. And again, anybody uh, out there, if, uh, if I can support and help you in any way, please reach out to me and go out there and, uh, and create what I call transformational habit and live your epic ideal life. Transformational habit. With that, boom, boom. Have a good one, guys. Boom, boom.